0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Lots of things to get into today as we're going to be joined by Matt Hobbs, the pitching coach for the Razorback baseball team. Going to get into that and uh, talk about not only uh, the series that he had and this team had, uh, over in the regional, but also get into the super regional against Ole Miss this weekend, and of course we'll uh, keep it into some nonsense as well. But I wanted to start off the podcast in discussing a very fascinating question that was asked to me uh, by a friend of mine, actually. And uh, so, shout—you know who you are, because I know you listen to this podcast every single day of your life, of course. But uh, it was a—it was a conversation or a question that was, asked that turned into a conversation, dealing with. Razorback baseball or just college baseball in general and how it is truly one of the few times that it is truly better than the professional option when you're coming out of high school because if you notice that in sports just in general especially I think basketball is probably the biggest uh, factor of this is that it, it always talks about people when they get to college and how pay paying for players isn't isn't there it's extortion these players are employees they don't get anything yada 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 which I have uh, given my opinions on and how I feel like that is a very uh, I think that's a very simplistic way of looking at a complicated situation but nonetheless it is an argument that's been thrown out there that college sports, especially when it comes to high-level college sports and, and sports that will end up paying you and has the potential to pay you lots of money is no longer needed. We see that people are trying to get rid of the one-and-done rule. We see that kids that are coming out of high school are going to play overseas. Uh, we see all of that. And you don't really see it in football right now because I think the differences between being a high school senior And being an NFL player is a very, very, very large gap. There's a huge difference between those two. So I don't think you'll ever have to worry about kids coming straight out of high school to play in the NFL because I don't think the NFL would want to ever take them personally. Uh, But I do believe that baseball has an interesting situation in front of it where the growing popularity of college baseball is starting to seem more alluring to a high school phenomenon, a big high school baseball player coming out, than going straight to Major League Baseball, getting drafted, and then having to hang out in the minors for an extended period of time. Now, the good thing about being in the minors when you come out of high school is because this is where it gets kind of dicey for a lot of kids. They see it as, all right, well, I can go straight into professional ball get drafted, make $100,000, a couple hundred thousand dollars depending on how good you are, Uh, maybe get up to that million mark if uh, you're just like some crazy, crazy, crazy phenomenon, maybe. Um, But even after taxes and all that, it comes around. So we'll just say for the argument's sake that you get $200,000 for coming straight out of high school to go into minor league ball. Well, then in minor league ball, you're playing in front of empty stands a lot of times, or at least not very crowded stands. You're playing for a team and for champ- and for a possible championship that really means nothing because that's not what you want. That's not. It doesn't mean anything to win a minor league championship or a division championship or anything like that because that's not your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal is to get into major league baseball. So you don't really care about it, but you're having to ride buses sometimes in the middle of the night to go and have a doubleheader the next morning. And I didn't play professional baseball, obviously, but I know people that have, and I know people that have gone through the minor league system, and it's not an easy system to overcome and to deal with and to live with and to live on, because it is a full time job. But there's not enough payment for it, and there's not enough glory that comes along with it. And it's a weird thing, because now at a place like Arkansas, in college baseball, you can be the biggest deal on campus. may not mean anything to all of you elitists out there that think that the players don't get any money, so therefore they're being uh, treated unfairly, and they're victims of the system, or whatever crap you try to throw at me. But... You get to go to a place like the University of Arkansas, or LSU, or Florida, or any of these big-time baseball schools, where you get to be there for three years. You get to be there for three years on a partial scholarship, not a full ride, but a partial scholarship, with some of the best facilities and training facilities you'll ever get, and you'll ever find, much better than the minor league system. You'll get coaching from elite Hall of Fame coaches that have been known to put players into the majors and have them perform at a high level in the majors, like Dave Van Horn, like others. You will fly when you have to travel to games, not on a bus, unless you know the distance allows it, but you fly. You fly first class, essentially. And then when you're coming back home and when you're as good as you are, You're adored. You're beloved. You play in front of crowds, packed out houses, a packed out bomb stadium. And you also play for a national championship. You play for something that actually matters. Now, it's hard to discuss and hard to decide what it actually means to particular players. But I think that in the long run, it goes a long way. A lot of these players just want to be able to pursue that dream of playing for a national championship. And that's fine. I don't think uh, I don't think that there are many players that maybe put that at their priority number one. They just want to make it to the majors. That's fine. But there's a lot of college players that want to play for that, that want to have that, that want to be able to add that to their resume and have it in a trophy in the repertoire, whatever it is. But it's amazing that college baseball has transcended and become A better option, legitimately, a better option for high-level baseball players than the minor leagues. It's true. But no one's sitting there crying out how these baseball players are victims, victims of the system, and because they don't get paid. In fact, they don't even get a full ride like the football and basketball players do. They don't even get a full ride. They go out there and they play the game. They got to be there for three years and then they try their hand at the pros, if they're really good. In some cases, even if they're good enough to get drafted, they come back for their senior year. So, when I hear people discuss how going pro out of high school in baseball is now something that's actually a lot more desirable than college baseball, I think that the tide has turned. I think that Just here in Arkansas, and there's so many other schools around the country too, they're proving that theory wrong. College baseball is starting to become the best outlet, the best way, the best path to being a professional baseball player and to being a successful professional baseball player. It does more for your brand, more for your lifestyle, more for your career than coming straight out of high school. Sure, you'll have those phenoms every so often. You'll get those Bryce Harpers where if they're coming out of high school, you just know they're going to be the creme de la creme. You know that they're just going to be that high level. You can usually spot them. But those are so few and far between. And when you have coaches that are being able to prove to kids that, hey, you can go in that minor league system, but you'll get lost. You're going to be playing in front of empty crowds. And what if you don't make it? What if you don't make it? What are you going to do? can't play minor league baseball your whole life but if you go to college you may not make it either but you'll get an education you'll get a partial scholarship you'll get some glory and you'll get remembered i don't know about you folks but i don't know many minor league baseball players that didn't make it to the show that got remembered but i can name you a lot of razorback baseball players that never made it to the show but will always be remembered, and you know their names. That's worth something to me. And I feel like that's probably worth something to a lot of Razorback players, former and current. College baseball is the way to go. Don't worry about minor leagues. Worry about winning championships. Worry about winning something that matters. And going and playing college baseball has proven time and time again That's a pretty good option, considering all the glory that comes along with it. So if you're a prospective high school kid coming out looking to go to school or looking to go pro to play baseball, choose wisely. And honestly, if you don't choose to go to college and to play for a big-time program, if you have the opportunity to do so, I feel like that may be a foolish decision at this point in time. Thank you for that question. Fascinating stuff. But you know what's also fascinating and awesome? Twillery. You may not have heard of twillery, I'll admit. It seems like it's such a rare thing to have a thing called twillery and have to deal with clothing, especially shirts. But that's one thing that they do a fantastic job in, and that is shirts. They don't wrinkle. Because let's be honest, folks, you shouldn't have shirts that wrinkle. They shouldn't itch. They shouldn't sweat. It's 2019 for crying out loud. You want to have shirts that are simple to restock in your closet because they're affordable and they're simple to wear, they're simple to wash, they're simple to deal with because, hey, let's listen, guys. We're guys. We like simplicity. Simplicity can go a long way, that is for sure, and you can do that with Twillery, and they have this great deal coming up, all right? If you visit the website twillery.com slash locked on, you get $25 off if you use the promo code locked on. Twillery is spelled T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash locked on. If you go to that website, type in the promo code locked on and just like that, $25 off. And also a limited time Father's Day special. Enjoy a free set of bottle opener collar stays and that's available up until Father's Day. Because let's be honest too, folks, you may want a shirt for yourself, but old dad needs a shirt. You need to get him something. Get him something nice. Get you both something nice. Get you something from Twillery. Again, visit their website. Twillery.com slash locked on with the promo code locked on gets you $25 off your purchase. You
1: are Locked On Razorbacks for Daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.
0: We're going to talk about the performance specifically from the pitching over the weekend, as well as previewing into this weekend series against Ole Miss as we welcome in the Razorback pitching coach matt hobbs coach really appreciate you joining us this morning how you doing
2: uh good guys thanks for having me
0: yeah i appreciate you hopping on with us. obviously it's a busy time for you but also an exciting time for you and in your first year being the razorback pitching coach i'd say so far so good it's not been a pretty uh not been a bad year for you to start off your your tenure here at arkansas
2: yeah i mean i had a pretty good group that i walked into so <laughs> it's been <laughs> uh, it's been really fun and been great to you know get to know these guys and coach them and I think that and I've said this before the the guys that come before me in this same position coach Jorn and also coach Johnson did such a really good job preparing these guys that when I walked in that you know I had a I have a very very well-rounded prepared pitching staff.
1: Watching the the draft last night uh, I want to talk about the draft and the process and some of the timing of it and the, the difference this year but Isaiah Campbell 76th overall in the draft uh, got to be satisfying for you to watch one of your guys uh have su- the success and move up so dramatically uh I- I- this year in the draft from from a year ago and what it would have been
2: yeah i think Zay did such a such a good job getting himself to this position that um obviously he's he's worthy of that pick and, and i thought he could have gone a little bit higher than that truthfully but you know he should be really excited about getting with the you know, the Mariners are a really good organization, especially on the pitching development side. I know some guys in their front office to do a really good job. But, yeah, he's done he's done fantastic this season. And and it's you know great honor.
1: I wanted to ask you about the timing of the draft because it is kind of odd to have, right in the midst of your postseason, it's been in the College World Series at times in previous years, it's a little earlier this year, to have the Major League Baseball draft right here. Your thoughts on on the timing of it all and how it works out. And and is it a, a distraction for college kids to have this on their minds in the midst of their most important games of their college careers?
2: You know, I think that you can't say that it isn't a distraction. You can't say that, you know, 20, 21, 22 year old kids aren't thinking about this. You know, they are, you know, there's no, there's no way, no two ways about that. We do as good a job as we can of insulating them from all the outside noise about where they're going to be picked or if they're going to be picked or, you know, the, the round or any of that stuff, but it's hard. It's tough. It's tough on these kids. I mean, I remember yesterday, you know, Michigan's playing in their, you know, playing for their lives and two of their pitchers go off and while <laughs> the game's going on, you know, I just don't, I, I think there's got to be a better way to do it when there's not games happening. Um, I know they've talked about moving the draft to, to the college world series, I think the opening days of the world series, you know, I don't know if there's any perfect formula for this between Major League Baseball and, and the NCAA. I just wish we'd all get together on it so the kids could just go out and compete and not worry about where they're going to be picked and the, the whole draft process. I, I, I don't know the answer, but you know. It is a distraction, but our guy, you know, I, I only speak for our guys. I think they did as good a job as you can possibly do of just getting, making it about the baseball and letting the other stuff take care of itself.
0: Speaking with Matt Hobbs, the Razorback pitching coach, right now on the morning rush. Coach, speaking of Isaiah Campbell still, one of the things that it's weird to say because he's been so great this year, but it's almost like he is being undervalued by so many people. Of course, when the All-SEC selections came out, didn't even get a mention there. Uh, You mentioned that in the draft. You feel like he could have gone even higher than what he was drafted at. Do you feel like he has been undervalued a little bit by people outside the state? And has he maybe used that as some motivation here to really showcase himself? Just what's overall been his mentality about all that?
2: He goes about it every day pretty much the same. I don't think he reads he re- into that stuff too much. Um, you know, on the all-SEC stuff, I, I just, I mean, the guy's 11-1 and one <laughs> with ridiculous numbers. I, I, I don't know how there's six guys better or four guys better than him in the conference, um, but that's, those decisions are made above my pay grade. <laughs> um, I, again, again, I don't think he really reads into much He's gone about his work every single day the same since i've been here and you know i think i don't think he lets the noise get involved and he just goes out and makes pitches and works his tail off every single day
1: arkansas pitching coach matt hobbs with us here in the morning rush we know the game times now for this weekend saturday at 11 sunday at two monday if necessary at three what went into scheduling this is this a totally a, on tv when, when this comes about and your thoughts on these game times and and um and and how that affects the way you approach getting your staff ready for this weekend
2: I was pretty excited when I heard that it was going to be a Saturday start, just because it keeps our, our keeps Isaiah on a regular regular routine since he pitched on Saturday last weekend. Um, but the, the times I think are based on television, from what I can understand. I do know. Again, I don't know how much how all those decisions are made. Um, but eleven a.m. start time—that's an early call. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure our fans are going to be fired up, though.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And then speaking of going into this weekend, obviously this past weekend you had mixed up the pitching rotation a little bit where connor nolan got the start on the friday then isaiah campbell came in and of course patrick wicklander ended up finishing things off so mixed it up a little bit but you mentioned about getting isaiah campbell full rest this weekend how are you going to handle the pitching rotation is it going to go back and revert back to what you guys were doing throughout the regular season in these sec series or what's your plan for this weekend i
2: think Zay's going to go on saturday i think that we're, I'm I'm pretty confident that that's going to happen. I don't know about the other two spots yet. We we still need to talk with the staff about how we want to use those two spots. Um, we'll make those decisions. I think probably either this afternoon or tomorrow. Um, it gives us an extra day to, to kind of get our bearings with the Saturday start instead of you know playing the regional on Friday. But I'm that again. I'm I'm pretty confident that they will go on Saturday. Yeah. But that's all I know as of right now.
1: Playing the team you're very familiar with in Ole Miss. Uh, when you get to this point in the year, would you rather have a team that you got a lot of reconnaissance on, a lot of scouting on, or would you rather kind of have a, a team that didn't know you as well, uh, you know, just to, on the other hand? You know, you're, you're playing a team and a foe that's kind of had Arkansas's number lately. What what would be your preference at this point in the year as far as opponent and familiarity with an opponent?
2: Uh, I mean, I think you know, there's probably positives to both things. Uh, my preference is always just to keep playing, so it doesn't really matter who comes in here. Um, you know, when we saw we were matched up with Ole Miss, we knew that was a possibility, and you know, having some familiarity against them is, you know, I think beneficial to both clubs, and you know, it's just going to be about who comes in here and makes the most pitches this weekend and gets off the best swings, and that'll that'll be what who decides this. This series, you know, obviously the fact that we played them five times this season, it is what it is, and the numbers are what they are, and the records are what they are. But it's going to come down to this weekend, and who's more prepared, and who makes better, like I said, who makes more pitches and takes and gets off good swings.
0: Speaking of the SEC, there were six teams that advanced into the super regionals from this conference, and in this division alone, I mean, you're talking about Arkansas, you're talking about Auburn, you're talking about. Uh, teams like Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, it's just stock full, and, and we all know that how good the SEC is. But th- it's kind of kind of got to feel good, too, knowing that your team was one of the teams that was on the top of the SEC West as co-champions and seeing how this uh, division and this conference advances into super regionals. I mean, it's got to help you and get prepared for postseason playing, knowing the type of rigorous schedule you played in conference play and knowing up the type of competition that you guys went through this year.
2: Yeah, nothing prepares you for the postseason like playing in the SEC, I don't think, because like you guys have just said, the just the quality of the teams that are still remaining. You know, you've got an Auburn Auburn team that was struggling down the stretch, and here they are in a Super Regional. So it's it, the conference is so deep and the players are so good and the coaches around the conference are so prepared and do such a great job that if you can make it through the SEC regular season and still be standing at the end of it, you know, you, I think you got a good chance to play pretty long into the
1: postseason. Yeah, I mean, going through the SEC and particularly the the West, it, it's like running 35 miles to get ready for a 26-mile marathon. I mean, it just seems easier when you get <laughs> – it seems like it's easier when you get into the postseason. I mean, I, I don't want to say the competition's less, but there, there's clearly a step down in some of these regionals for a lot of SEC teams, not just Arkansas this first weekend. As, as far as what you're facing, I mean – that it's a it's a murderer's row in Hoover. The the teams that are there on a national level, it'd be harder if you were trying to win that tournament, in Hoover, than it would the College World Series in some ways, just because of the stacked talent.
2: Yeah, I was uh, getting re- we were getting ready to play. You know, the last game we played there in Hoover against Ole Miss, and my wife called me and she said, "Hey, do you realize that there's five teams in the top? I think we're in the top ten that we're playing <laughs> exactly. in Hoover still." And I just kind of like stepped back I was like, man. This
0: conference is like eating an elephant. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean it's it's been fantastic for the SEC and it's been fantastic for the Arkansas Razorbacks and I know that uh, coach you're going to uh, need uh need you know your team's going to have to bring it this weekend against Ole Miss and I'm sure they will. It should be a great atmosphere and a great event going on this weekend for the Super Regional. Coach Matt Hobbs, the Razorback pitching coach for the Razorback baseball team, really appreciate you hopping on with us this morning, coach. Good luck this weekend and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
1: You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks
0: podcast. Appreciate everybody listening into to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNavis for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then.